Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Invisible to Invincible podcast, helping you find your inner confidence. It's hosted by me, Rebecca Allen, and you can find me on pretty much any social media at Rebecca Allen with four A's in between. Today, I had the absolute honor of speaking to legend that is John Hillstead. He's a spiritual and manifesting coach with 157,000 followers on TikTok and 23,000 on Instagram. And I feel totally honored and blown away to have had this amazing chat with him today about spiritual awakening. Amazing. Thank you so much, John, for coming on my podcast today. Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about what you do, about your social media accounts, which are incredible. Uh, give us a little bit of a lowdown. Hi, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, so I am first and foremost a life and spiritual coach and also content creator. Um, I'm on TikTok and Instagram. So I have a lot of fun creating videos all about spirituality, about law of attraction, manifestation, about spiritual awakening. Um, and I also work with people one-on-one. Um, to work with the law of attraction, to manifest their dream life, to work with different spiritual modalities and healing tools, and uh, yeah, to find higher purpose, to find their life's purpose. I love it. Like your TikTok is just incredible and you get such good feedback on there as well. I think the way you've gone at it as a sort of comedy, lighthearted point of view, but also connecting with the feelings is an absolute winner. Did you did that happen? Like did, what made you sort of think this is what I want to do was that a very spur of the moment thing was did it involve a lot of planning how did that come about (laughs) thank you yeah no I really first and foremost started just talking about law of attraction and then as I started to create more and more I realized that I was getting more comfortable being myself on camera Mm. and the real John is this really goofy silly character I grew up you know I had all these voices I would do I would dress up and costumes and I was very theatrical and so as I got more comfortable being on camera and creating content that version of myself came out and so it was this really beautiful um, healing journey for me because I was starting to uncover the true John the little John that grew up that was very wild and crazy and theatrical and had all these characters so it's been really beautiful to see that side of me come back out. That's amazing. Like, just as a slightly off topic, do you find that TikTok is a much easier platform to do that on than, like, for example, Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think TikTok is beautiful. It's a yeah. it's a beautiful um, platform, and I've felt fallen in love with it. Um, just the connections that I've made on there. It seems to be more free flowing. Um, I feel like everyone can shine, everyone can be seen, everyone can be heard, everyone can shine and express themselves more authentically, I feel like. Um, With Instagram, sometimes you feel like, oh my gosh, there's so much pressure to like create this page or this business and make it look good and whatever. And so TikTok is kind of more free flowing, I feel like. Um, So it's a bit of a breath of fresh air. I totally relate to you with what you said about like feeling more like you could be yourself from TikTok as well. Because when I first started, I sort of did things like that. I've changed my style a little bit now because I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with it. But my TikTok was sort of 
that's when I started showing myself without makeup. And then I was like, oh my God, why don't I do this on Instagram? And now I'm like, whatever on Instagram because all my <laughs> stories and stuff, because I don't, it doesn't matter as much because I'm so comfortable with it because I know that TikTok is like so welcoming and beautiful, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think like the, the for you aspect helps as well that it, it um, picks like the people that it thinks will work for you. But I, I've gone slightly off topic. I just, I really love TikTok too. So <laughs> yeah, to no, I love it. You okay. find your tribe there, right? Yeah. Because the page it caters like all the videos to the people that, you know, you might want to connect yeah, with. Yeah, literally. So we are talking about today, spiritual awakening, which is so exciting. So people who may have listened to my podcast from last week um, was sort of a basic introduction to spirituality in sort of my, my terminology, really, because it's always going to be different for everybody. And I think the whole spiritual process is going to come in different steps and stages and a completely different time frame for everybody. Um, so I didn't know anything about your spiritual awakening before we had this chat. So I'd love to hear about yours. I think people may have heard sort of my story originally. So I might just give you a quick rundown as well. Um, so it was 2018, uh, May 2018, uh when I was diagnosed with cervical cancer and I had like a real rough sort of period of time with this illness and I had a lot of home stuff going on I lost a really a close family member and my dog I had, basically everything went wrong at the same time um and it was almost like the way I look at these things is like it's um I have a bit of a, a complex theory that's we sort of set out our lives for us here in a past life. We set our lives out to find the best way to wake us up because we know ourselves best. So that's sort of how I think about it. And I think, right, what would Rebecca want me to waking up to now? Um, and it was that before my last surgery, actually, I said, that's it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to Scotland on my own. Um, I slept in my car. I explored the entirety of Scotland in like five days. I drove thousands of miles and walked felt like thousands but it wasn't that far <laughs> um and I went to loads of spiritual sites and I was never into any of that but I was like I really really want to go to a stone circle and then at my stone circle I I met a shaman and he sort of we had this conversation and from that moment that I actually met him in a pub and I said oh there's a stone circle I've just been to see the stone circle and he was like what I didn't know there's a stone circle here it's a very sort of he wasn't meant to be there I wasn't meant to be there moment it was a weather thing the weather was bad um and from that moment that conversation was when uh, we went to the stone circle as well I spent the whole day and night with that guy just talking talking about spirituality and things like that from that moment is when everything sort of changed for me and it's been this process now of kind of yeah maybe it's like two and a half years. I, mean, I can't do maths really, but it feels like a long time <laughs> <laughs> of, of finding myself and my journey. I think it may have been 2019. I think I might be wrong about the year. Um, throughout this journey, I think particularly 2020 has been like a fast track to spirituality for me and maybe for everybody. You know, I think you were seeing a, a huge amount of people around us of waking up that I didn't expect to wake up to, to spirituality and stuff, but it's now, like 
my everything and I don't know how I lived without it before and I love every single day I feel like a different person a new person I've learned something more from the day before sort of thing in like doing the shadow work and doing the manifesting and all of this kind of things that that I never really even believed in before and I'm now like uh, yeah moon rituals yeah of course love me a moon ritual oh god yeah I like cancel all my plans for these moon rituals now I take them so seriously (laughs) like it's ridiculous (laughs) But yeah, that's sort of my story, which um, if anybody wants to hear more about, it's episode one of my podcast, um, which I didn't actually talk about Scotland in. But anyway, um, that's my health journey mainly. But yeah, that's sort of my story. So yours is super interesting by the sounds of it. So do tell us your story. Yeah, <laughs> um, I woke up um, 2019 as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was toward the beginning of 2019, but before that I had always been very connected with nature. Um, it was always something very spiritual about nature for me. I was a big hiker, a big backpacker. I love to travel. Um, and so I was always just drawn to the mountains, to the forest. Um, and so I've always felt like that was really kind of like medicine for me in a way. It was like this place I could go to, to escape my problems and just feel connected. Um, But the real awakening took place uh, the beginning of 2019. I had been experiencing um, a lot of extreme depression. I had been very depressed for uh, many years. And at this point, I was living in Seattle. I was just so lost and confused and and feeling like I didn't have a direction. Um, And I, I remember sitting on the floor of my bathroom just wallowing in my self-pity and just like, oh, everything sucks. Life sucks. I don't know what I want to do with my life. And I had a lot of suicidal thoughts, suicidal ideations. Mm-hmm. I never took action on that, but um, always had that come up. And I'm just like, I just, I'm ready to end it all. I'm ready to just leave this earth plane. And in that particular moment in the bathroom, that was when I became aware that I was the observer of my thoughts. I was like, whoa, hold on, wait a second. I'm not my thoughts. I'm over here observing the thoughts that are taking place, right? I, I exist between two thoughts. And in that moment, it was kind of this light bulb that went off. And I was like, okay, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Like, yeah. there's got to be a way for me to get out of this and to feel better. Um, and so in that moment, I was like, okay, I'm going to do whatever I can to, to heal, to, to feel better. And so I started doing therapy I did that for a few months and that really helped kind of kickstart my healing journey. And then I just dove in deep on learning all about depression, learning about anxiety. I was just looking at YouTube videos, like how to cure depression, (laughs) things like that. And uh, I really resonated with one particular creator on there and all of his videos were just resonating hard. And um, previously I had spent a lot of time in South America and um, so I lived in Brazil, I lived in Ecuador, I traveled all throughout Peru. And so I just was really drawn to Latin American culture. And um, this particular YouTuber had mentioned, had did a video about psychedelics. He did a video um, about ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. And I had heard about ayahuasca when I'm in my travels when I was in Ecuador. And I was like, it sounded crazy to me. I'm like, you're going to go into the middle of a jungle some random shaman you don't know take this drink and you're gonna puke your guts out shit your brains and then like having a like what that sounds crazy um but for some reason the this time around i i heard it and it it just was like ding 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 it kind of just called to me Mm -hmm. 
And I was like, wow, this is really interesting. You can, it helps to cure depression, anxiety, PTSD, addiction. Um, it's helped a lot of people work through those things. So I was really interested in it. So I did a lot of research. I read a couple of books, um, just did a lot of online research about ayahuasca as well. And I was just like, you know what? This is, this is the path for me. It, it was just a knowing. It was yeah. like she was calling me. And um, I, was, I had spent a lot of time in, in the Amazon and I spoke Spanish. So it was like, it wasn't super scary for me to like decide to go to yeah. Peru in the Amazon and, and do it. Um, so I found this retreat and <laughs> they were completely booked for the rest of the year. And I'm like, ah, oh. I'm like, dang it. Like, I really wanted to go. This is what I needed. And then I got an email like a couple of days later and they said that they had a spot opening up in September. So I was like, okay, perfect. The universe is like yeah. working for me. Everything's <laughs> working out. Um, so I, I was like really broke at the time and I just saved all the money that I could to like go on this, um, this pilgrimage, this retreat. Um, so it's September and I fly down to South America. I fly down to Peru and, um, you know, I have, an idea of what I'm getting into based on the research I've done, but I had no idea what I was really getting into. Yeah. Um, so I fly into Iquitos, which is a town in Northern Amazon of Peru. And um, I'm taken to this retreat in the middle of the jungle. As I'm going there, we're like on this little motorbike, like I'm, we're going through mud. I have to like get out and push the motorbike through the mud, <laughs> go through little villages. And I'm like, we're literally off the grid. Like, I, I, I don't know who this man is who's taking me to this oh retreat. I don't God. know where I am. Like, there's no <laughs> cell service. Like, I, this is it. Like, I'm in deep. Like, there's no turning back now. Um, so it was quite the adventure to get there. And then um, I get to the retreat center and I spent 11 days there. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it was just this intense, crazy experience. I mean, I could go in deep and talk hours about everything that happened. Um, but I sat with, uh, mother ayahuasca. So if you don't know what ayahuasca is, it's a plant medicine. Um, the people, the indigenous people in the Amazon, um, work with this plant medicine, um, as a healing tool. It's a psychoactive, it's a hallucinogenic. And, um, yeah, I sat, we sit in ceremony with it. So there's a shaman who kind of facilitates the, the ceremonies and, um, and you drink it as if, as, as a, in the form of a tea, and, um, and you go in deep, you go in deep and, and work through a lot of things that you need to work on, whatever you're there for, whatever your intention is. My intention there was to heal my depression, my anxiety, mm -hmm. to find my life purpose and really to, to find more self-love. Um, and, uh, <laughs> so, I mean, ceremony, each ceremony was so different. Each ceremony taught me different things. There, every ceremony you have, not one is like another. Right. Um, and I don't know how, how deep we want to go into this, but I can just kind of touch on like the main points that I, that, um, that I took from that retreat was, um, my intention was mostly to find the life, life purpose. I was like, I want to find my direction. I want to find what I want to do. But ayahuasca was like, no, you need to heal. There's a lot of healing that needs to be done first and foremost. Yeah. And, um, and I knew there was going to be a hallucinogenic factor to it all. But really, I had no idea what I was getting into. I was just cracked open to the spiritual world, to the spiritual mm -hmm. realm. And my whole world just flipped upside down. I was like, this, did you know? Did you know? Like, <laughs> how come nobody told me that this existed? You know, like I was, I had awakened months before, but that was nowhere near kind of yeah. 
knowing what existed out there, knowing that we were um, spiritual beings in these physical bodies living in this yeah. matrix type of environment. And so that, those, that's the ayahuasca experience really just amplified that and showed it to me very clearly. Um, it took me back to many memories as a child. I uncovered one of the biggest things was me uncovering a repressed childhood trauma that I was sexually mm-hmm. abused. And um, the, <laughs> I uncovered the reason behind my parents' divorce, um, different things that happened throughout my life, just things that were the root cause of a lot of my pain, a lot of my right. suffering, a lot of, um, you know, the root causes of the depression. Um, so, yeah, it was just this, this crazy tumultuous journey, like highs and lows, like experiencing an unconditional love, facing your demons and your <laughs> biggest fears, like um, purging, puking and sweating and just like all, it was just chaotic experiencing everybody else's energies in the room. I was just like, what have I gotten myself into? Um, but doing that deep healing work, doing that, that deep work, was what I needed. You yeah. know, it's not for everybody. I don't, I recommend to anybody to do mm-hmm. your research before and to make sure that it's, it's right for you. For me, it was my path. It was the thing that I, that I needed to wake me up. Um, and um, I just, at, afterward, I just felt this sense of peace. I felt this huge weight lifted off my chest, this huge weight lifted off my shoulders. I had never felt this sense of peace in my life. And yeah, I still was, um, you know, confused and trying to figure out what I wanted to do. But what it really taught me was that, wow, like I am love. Like I am unconditional love at the core of my inner being. I am light. I am all those problems, all those things that I, that I thought were so huge and, and monumental and like, terrible we're we're just so tiny in compared to the grand scheme of the universe and compared to how you know powerful we are as spiritual beings and um what we're capable of and um it just really taught me how to love myself more right i one of the 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 the, the most amazing memories i had of, of one of the ceremonies was seeing my mom appear before me just radiating all of this white light and in that moment, I felt true unconditional love from her. Like I never felt that before. Wow. And ayahuasca, she comes to you in the form of like a voice or an image, or she manifests as like different animals. Like she mm-hmm. came to me as like a jaguar and a hummingbird. Um, and when I saw my mom radiating that white light, she was just like, you see the way your mom is loving you right now? You see that love that she's sending to you? that's the way that you need to look at yourself. That's the way that you need to love yourself. And it was just this beautiful moment. And um, yeah, that was probably the highlight for sure. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can go into, there's so many other things that happened and so much chaos, but also so much beauty as well involved. Yeah. Um, But that was kind of like what really just cracked me wide open to the spiritual world. And yeah. Yeah. So like, as because I'm nosy and interested and I'm, I'm absolutely fascinated by all of it. And I'd absolutely love to do it. Um, do you, did you do it like every single day? Did you have a ritual and then know, oh, that was so intense and I'm going to have to do it again. And you were like, how did you feel about going back into that after the sort terrified. of first? Terrified. Yeah. I was terrified. The first night I was super <laughs> excited because I was waiting so long to do it. And then after I realized what it 
what was going on. Like I, the next day I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I want to quit. <laughs> but there were the facilitators that were super supportive. And I just had, I was like that I came all the way here to do this. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I had to take a break. I was supposed to do six ceremonies, but I had to take a night off because I was just like so tired and overwhelmed from doing all of this deep healing work, facing all of this stuff that was repressed. Like, yeah. I was just like, I need a break. I need a day off. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I missed one of the nights, but I went back into it. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm glad I did. But what was it like being in a group setting with all of that mm. sort of healing and also maybe trauma and stuff? Like, I can't imagine how that would feel. Oh my gosh, it was intense. Yeah, if I were to do it again, I would probably want to do it in a smaller group. Yeah. Um, just because everybody's there to work on really deep stuff, really emotionally traumatic stuff. And so the energy in the space is quite chaotic because mm -hmm. people are purging a lot of trauma, right? And as a sensitive empath, I'm sensitive to those energies and I'm feeling those energies around the room. So for me, the first couple of nights, that was just all I was doing was like, yeah. Ah! what is going on there's so much like what is happening and um I learned to just like kind of block that out and and remember okay that's not mine like I'm here to focus on me and just kind of create this shield of energy create this bubble around me of a, like protective light and just focus and center myself and and focus on my mantra focus on my intention yeah it was tough though because there's a lot going on in the room you know yeah gosh I can imagine and then like the transition of going, did you go home afterwards? Like how, how was that going from sort of, I can imagine it's sort of like my whole, my whole world is different. The whole, everything is different. Did it feel yeah. insane? It was insane. The integration process was challenging for me. I stayed in South America for about a month afterwards. So it wasn't like going back to yeah. Western civilization, like boom. So I had some time to integrate within South America and kind of just reflect and travel a little bit more. Um, but that was tough for me, the integration process, because your whole world is just turned upside down. And now you're like, okay, well, now what? What do I do? Yeah. Um, but I had started up um, a life purpose course mm -hmm. right after. And I was like, okay, so it was kind of helped me to ground to kind of like take what I learned in ceremony and kind of integrate it into the real world. Um, and yeah, it was, it was, it was tough. It was challenging, but um we made it alive. I'm here alive. We made it all as well. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I remember like the day I came back from Scotland the first time, because I've been to Scotland a few times now because I'm like quite connected with it. Um, I remember like sitting in my bedroom and I just filmed my last video because I'd vlogged the whole thing. And I just thought, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to carry on living my normal life now. Like I can't, everything's different. What, you know, and I felt, I think for weeks and I had these sort of, um, I guess hallucinations really like I'd be waking up in the night sort of and there'd be this white light in the room and like, loads and loads of crazy stuff happened because I was, it, was, it was my awakening really and um, I remember just thinking I, I need to do something with this I've got this this all this knowledge now like what am I what am I going to do with it and it took me ages you know I was still I was quite I was going through a huge amount of trauma and everything I had a lot going on and this is why it's sort of taken until this year really to like reclaim my power I keep saying you know and and find well 2020 that's 2021 now isn't it um so I totally get that that whole sort of 
right now I'm awake. That's it's not it's not like the switch is on, cool, we're all fine now. It's like, well, wow, this is this is just the beginning of a very long <laughs> process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So do you think we spoke a little bit before, do you think that everybody who I guess it's difficult because everyone I've met who's spiritual has had some form of spiritual awakening. Is that the case with you? Like with the people that you've met who are spiritual, do you think it's kind of almost a necessity? Yeah. Yeah, I think that a lot of the people I've spoken with have had maybe some traumatic event or faced some particular type of adversity that mm-hmm. kind of was the catalyst to their awakening. Um, and there's, I, I've met a few people that, that haven't, that just kind of, it just happened right yeah. out of nowhere. Um, but I think for most people, it's, it's, it stems from some event taking place maybe a death of a loved one maybe a depression maybe having you know an illness or um yeah just something traumatic happening in your life um to kind of force you to look within right and yeah it's it's so interesting how i love what you said before about how our souls are kind of maybe choosing these different paths choosing this uh, particular life in order to what do i need to learn in this life right how can i awaken in this life and um yeah i think that's beautiful i had so much like anger and resentment toward my trauma and my depression my anxiety and my parents i was just like why did this happen to me like why did i have to go through all this struggle like what that's not fair and now i've come to this place of like acceptance and gratitude for for the traumas for the yeah. depression for the anxiety for everything that happened everything i walked through because it did lead up to my awakening and i'm so grateful for that i was reflecting on it last night and I was just crying my eyes out because I was just like, I'm so grateful for everything yeah. that I have walked through, even the most challenging, difficult times where I was about to kill myself, because that is what has led me to where I am today. Mm. And I don't know if I would be the same person without all that, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's like, I like the way I like to think of it, I think, because I literally had like chronic trauma after trauma after trauma after trauma for like 10, 10 years. Like I had no break in between. And I was like, this is so unfair. Like nobody else is going through this. Like people would have like one really nasty trauma. And then I was literally like, it was nonstop. And I was like, I cannot understand. Like this doesn't make sense. Life isn't fair, et cetera, et cetera. And then I sort of reframed it to think, well, you know, if there was some crazy bitch out there trying to define, like draw out my life, it would be me. Because I absolutely <laughs> would love to push myself to the absolute limit in order to, you know, and like the the last sort of piece in the puzzle was um, I lost I lost my dog and I had like this really 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 insane connection with this dog and I think my whole it was I was on the edge of a cliff as it was and it really pushed me over and I almost felt like that wasn't I had this whole feeling that wasn't meant to happen like that was like a last case like a worst case scenario last resort thing and that was me being like right if she still doesn't pick it up if she still doesn't wake up by then we'll kill the dog that's, <laughs> that's, that's honestly Aww. how I thought about it because yeah. it, and and like it now now that I think actually everything that's happened here is in my best interest and I did it all for myself in the end not in a selfish way but so that I could wake up and then from waking up help other people like I honestly never thought I'd want to help other people I was so angry like like you I guess at my traumas and about how unfair my life was why would I give anything to anybody else because everything I've been through is so unfair mm-hmm. I deserve some time for myself I deserve to enjoy my life sort of thing um and now like I have this, I it doesn't it feels natural to share 
and natural to want other people to feel the same way that I do now. Like I never thought, never in a million years, that I would turn around so much, so, so, so much. I never thought I'd even, I didn't think happiness could exist, not like the way it does for mm. me now. Like I literally, I am happy like 90% of the time and bad things happen and I process them and I grieve and I go through the shadow work and I do that, you know, and I still got a huge amount to do. Like the whole point of this spiritual thing that it's not, it's not like a, like a click button. You don't just switch on and call, you're all good. It's like a right. lifelong thing. And you know, you can't ever trust a healer or a coach or anything like that. He says, I'm all healed. I'm all great. Everything's fine because that's not, that's not being spiritual. Being spiritual is constantly working on ourselves and constantly helping other people at the same time. Sorry. I went, I went off a bit on one there. <laughs> no, I love it. I live. I live. Yeah. It's just You're so right. It's just fascinating sort of looking at these traumas and another, it's just why 2020 in, interest me so much is because the people who then have never been through any kind of trauma in their lives we're all going through a collective one you know and and we still kind of are really this collective trauma and a huge amount of people that again like I said were never like this before and now will reach out to me and ask me questions about things or have posted things I think oh you're Uh waking up (laughs) Uh (laughs) I just think I know that it's been so so rubbish for so many people but it has woken so many people up and this will lead to like their happiness in the long run. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's just, sorry, I keep, absolutely. This is supposed to be your podcast one and I'm talking. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm living for this. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah. So the process of the spiritual awakening from the first moment. So for me, because I think it originated with a health thing, um, I started off with changing my whole, what I was eating, what I was putting into my body. So that was like the beginning stage for me was completely clearing my body out of toxins and everything like that. Um, and that's like holistic health is like my major, major passion. Um, and that was like the beginning of everything because I kind of believe that once you clear your body of toxins, you clear the sort of channel to the, I call it the virtual iCloud where you can connect Ooh, to creativity like and yeah it's like I, I think I've mentioned it in my last podcast so I won't be too long in it but I believe that um it's it's the collective unconscious theory by Carl Jung but the how the spine is like a channel to the the virtual spiritual iCloud in in the sky um that we can all grab pieces of information from about how to live our life best as as a human and how to be happy and comfortable in our body and to clear that we've got to deal with the trauma and the the chakras that are blocked and um part of that is getting rid of the chemicals and things um so that was like i think the beginning for me because my body was then like okay cool we've got room now and space to actually invite good feelings in and do some work rather than i felt I feel so, so different now physically, but I was so sort of almost bunged up and, you know, I've only just started doing, well, the last six months doing yoga and belly dance and really freeing up my body and my spine and all my chakras have been released and things like that. So holistic health has been really important for me in my awakening. And then all the little bits have kind of fallen into place afterwards. So holistic health and uh, I'm major big fan of past life work and sort of the karma around there and what we may be carrying into this life um sort of yeah and sacred sites and stone circles and portals and things like that so that's that's how it's gone for me but it's not like that for everybody everybody has a different setup and layout and it all comes at different times so like how from the beginning for you and manifesting as well which actually manifesting for me has only really been very recent very very recent I didn't really believe in it until 
again, maybe about six months ago, um, which is ironic because you'd think that would be what you'd start with. Um, but yeah. I, I didn't. So I'm interested to hear how the process was for you from, from that kind of going home thing. Where, where were your sort of the, the points that you connected with most, I suppose? Yeah. Um, well, the first thing was plant medicine, mm-hmm. which it was just like a deep dive. It was like, all right, you're going to just jump into the deep end real quick, which is like not what you normally do. I would say don't start with that maybe because <laughs> um, it's intense. <laughs> um, but I, but after, after working with plant medicine, um, I loved it. Um, so I'm really drawn to plant medicines. And um, when I got home from the whole journey in South America, I had like a third awakening take place. Um, and it was just me being in my, in my space. Like I didn't want to talk to anybody. I just wanted to meditate. I just wanted to be alone. I wanted to curl up with my blankets and I was just going deep in myself, doing a lot of reading, a lot of researching, just exploring everything. Now that this world was open to me, I'm like, what is out here? What have I been? (laughs) Right. There's so much, there's so many different tools. And so I was just this, I was like curious, George, I was like looking for everything. I was like looking up tarot crystals, looking at, you know, law of attraction. There's just so many different things that I was looking into all different types of healing modalities. Um, and so I was really just exploring for a while. Um, and for me, yeah, I didn't really discover the law of attraction until, later in my awakening, but that's something that really resonated with me because I was always somebody who was very negative and very like pessimistic about where I was in my life and just like focusing on the negative things, focusing on the lack. And so for me, that made a huge shift in my, um, in my perspective, because I was like, okay, wow, I have control over what I attract into my experience based on my thoughts and my emotions. I better start changing the way I feel. Right. (laughs) So, um, that really made a shift for me. Um, what else? Um, movement. I mean, movement has helped mm-hmm. me. I've, I've been doing yoga for many years. Um, but one that I recently connected with um, has been Qigong. Have you heard of Qigong? I haven't. Uh, Qigong is an ancient Chinese moving meditation. And um, it's just very fluid, very flowy. It's similar to Tai Chi. Uh-huh. Um, but essentially what you're doing is it's a combination of breath work. It's a combination of meditation and movement all in one. Um, and I like it because it helps to to move the energy through my body and release it in a very subtle and beautiful flowy type of way. Um, so that's the part of my practice that I love. Um, what else? I'm really interested recently in like tuning into spirit guides. I, I've had a connection with my guides through different psychedelics, like through, through doing mushrooms and things like that. And they always manifest in the form of animals. So um, I, I love to do a little deep dive and, and work with a, a psychic to kind of find, uh, you know, a deeper connection with them, an easier way to connect with them. Because I feel like it's, it's still not clear yet. I'm like, yeah, are you guys there? Like, can you just like <laughs> send me a text or call me and let me know what I need to do? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, uh, it's like not clear. So um, that's something I'm really interested in as well. Um, of course, crystals and tarot is super fun. Um, I love doing breath work. That's part of my, uh, my daily routine as well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think if for anybody who is, who is just awakening, who is curious about this stuff is to, to be curious and to go out and explore as many healing modalities as you can. Astrology, plant medicine, do as, many, do as much as you can because some things work for some people, some things resonate. The things that resonate for you may yeah. not 
won't resonate for me. And we all have different connections with these things. And I see it as like, they're all different brands, right? And they all kind of do the same thing. They help us in a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just be a seeker, be an explorer and, and try new things. Yeah, I love that. I love that. It's funny because like, there's a, like I said it in, in sort of my last podcast, there's a couple of things that for me, I, I feel like I should be into, but I'm not. So like, I'm not vegan. I'm not vegan. I eat as plant-based as possible, but I, I don't want to lay, I don't want to give myself that restriction sort of like with past history with eating and things like that. I don't want to shut that option down for me because I think it might be a little bit um, sort of work in the wrong way for me um but also it's not I still feel quite drawn to things like cheese I can't break that yeah. and I'm like but spiritual people are vegan um, and, <laughs> <laughs> which isn't the case like it's it's very much more than like it's great if you can eat plant-based and I feel like it's wonderful for people who can um and another thing is like meditation like I can't I, I really struggle. I really, really struggle. So yoga has only been something I've been able to do recently because I, I, find, I found it very, very difficult to be still full stop, to be, to be still ever um, and to not do, do, do. Because like that's, I think, been one way of me sort of not having to deal with my problems is if I keep doing, then I won't have to deal with it. I won't have to sit and think about it. Um, obviously sort of 2020 and three lockdowns has changed that for me now because I haven't <laughs> had much of a choice. Um, but like meditation is still very much something that, I would love to get more into, I used to do it all the time, but my brain just sits and is like, whoa, so much going on. And it's, an, it's one of those things that I'm like, oh, I feel like I should do it as a spiritual person. And in many ways, I kind of think yoga is a little bit because now I can do yoga. I can do 45 minutes of yoga, no distractions. And that is in many ways sort of a pathway to that. Um, but it's just, you know, do you, do you feel the same way and that there isn't necessarily like, a formula exactly because I think some people sort of shove it down you know you should be this that and the other in order to be and I'm like Whoa. <laughs> yeah yeah and honestly when I, I I thought that I had that mentality for the longest time I was like to mm. be spiritual I have to do this I have to be plant-based I have to you know live this lifestyle and dress this certain type of way yeah and that's not the case at all um and you can be you know, you can eat meat and be spiritual. You can get angry and be spiritual. Yeah. You can want to get like one of my videos was like how to manifest the dick, right? Like just because you're spiritual doesn't mean you don't want to get dick down every once in a while. <laughs> like, you know, there's these like stereotypes about what it means to be spiritual. Um, but it's not any of those like woo-woo things at all. Those are just tools. Yeah. And, and that's just, um, that's something I'm learning as well. It's like, yeah, it's okay to maybe I can have a glass of wine every once in a while if I want, yeah. you know, and not feel guilty for it. Um, so yeah, I think yeah. that it means something different for everybody. I think just being conscious and aware of what you're doing is kind of like the biggest thing. Yeah, um, yeah. I get that. And it's like, I, I spoke to somebody recently who was saying, you know, there, there are aspects of it that can become a little bit like a cult. Like if you follow like certain ways, so especially like with the relationship and with, with spirituality and sex, there is still very much a, there's a conflicting views around it and especially with male males and females in, in terms of the attitudes towards it and it really confuses me because I'm like well how should I feel how should I feel should I should I be celibate should I only have conscious sex or should I fulfill the need because I need to fulfill the need you know there's so much to it um but it's like it's like you said like it, we should sort of do tune into what works for us and that we've got to be a little bit careful and mindful of the 
sort of cult type behaviors and the you know we have to behave like this because we are spiritual you know and um the the spiritual bypassing thing as well where it's like you know well i'm all positivity and light so therefore i have no issues and i don't have to deal with them and oh you shouldn't feel like that you should just be positive and it's like is this healthy (laughs) you know right so it's all super interesting um fantastic well i feel like i have talked for a lot of this (laughs) but uh would you like to tell everybody a little bit about your business and about how they can get in touch with you and your Instagram handles as well, if you can? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do one-on-one private coaching with folks who are maybe newer to law of attraction and learning how to work with law of attraction to manifest in their life. Um, as well as working with people who are looking to find life's purpose or higher purpose direction in their life. Um, so I do one-on-one coaching sessions. We also do workshops every month. Um, we have a workshop this month called the Clear Vision Workshop, where I'm going to be teaching you how to create custom affirmations. And then my co-creator, co-host, will be teaching you how to release any limiting beliefs. We always have an amazing dance party. We twerk it out. And then we end with a Q&A. So that's on January. Oh, I don't know when this is coming out, but that's later this month, January 30th. And then um, you can find me on TikTok, John Hillstead at John Hillstead, as well as Instagram at John Hillstead. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. We'll have a little chat once I stop recording, but massive thank you. And I think everybody's going to really appreciate all the information you had to share. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. No worries.